0: The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia is brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host from her home studio is Dr. Claudia McKella. Good afternoon, Claudia.
2: Good afternoon, Tina. Hopefully your weekend is off to a good start, and you're planning on doing something fun.
1: You know what? I think it's just about doing what needs to be done, setting those goals, trying to achieve those goals. You know, maybe the weather this weekend isn't as glorious as it was last weekend, but it's still beautiful fall weather. And I'm going to go out there and take a walk like you always tell me to do.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. I'm so happy to hear that because that's exactly what I was going to suggest you do. Um, But I'm also curious, last time we spoke, you mentioned you were going to try... Um, a meal kit. So I'm curious about what you thought about it.
1: You know what? I think that there are so many pluses to this idea. There are many companies out there. We tried one that um, my sister uses. And I have to say, there are lots of good things about it. It was convenient, came right to the door. All the ingredients are there. You are forced to cook it yourself, right? They make it pretty easy for you to follow the recipe, which is amazing for me. But to be honest, I didn't do it. Um, My kids managed the cooking, and I think it was really good for them. You know, they learned, they followed the instructions, they worked together. So there's lots of pluses. And amazing food. The food was quite delicious. It was different from what I'm used to, and it wasn't takeout. So on one hand, yes, we'd like to support our local restaurants and the takeout industry. But on the other hand, this was really um, a nice change. And for those of us who are not good in the kitchen, for those of us maybe who don't like to visit the grocery store often, this is a nice way to go. It's a little pricey. Some of these uh, services can be expensive, but I think you can be smart about how you cook, and how you, you know, stretch your dollar a little bit. And you can add things to the recipe to make it go even further than it has. So I I think it was a good experience, and I would likely do it again.
2: Well, I love the idea of getting a box delivered to you that contains all the ingredients you need to cook a meal because you're right, that is the hardest part, is just knowing how to put things together so I kind of you kind of inspired me to do the same thing. Although I like cooking and I kind of have my staples, sometimes trying something new will kind of, you know, give your palate a little bit of a of a twist and um, and it might inspire you to understand how certain flavors go together so you might be inspired to kind of, you know, be a little adventurous in the kitchen yourself. So good for you. You inspired me to do the same thing, so I might actually do that as well.
1: And I think that's a really good point and I didn't really think about that is, you know, expanding sort of my horizons as well and looking at how different foods and spices go together I've never really thought about that you know I kind of stick to the tried and true and maybe it's about looking beyond those and um, this was like I said a wonderful experience Um, the food was good it was uh, plentiful um, flavorful so I had lots of good things to say about it for sure have you used these services yourself
2: no, I haven't because like I said, like I kind of like cooking, but I do find that I cook the same things because I'm comfortable with them. I do like different flavors so I can, you know, try food from different parts of the world. So I don't mind trying spices. But I feel like once you have those few, like if I add a few more recipes to my repertoire, I feel like, you know what, my week will be um, really exciting and meals will be different. And I think my family will really enjoy it. So I'm definitely going to try it.
1: And I think this brings us back to tradition a little bit, you know, because... Back in the day, we didn't do as much takeout. You know, everything was homegrown, and I certainly feel like the food or the the ingredients that are delivered to me in these boxes are fresh. You know, and they're ready to go. Yeah, you have to obviously wash and prep the vegetables and and go through those motions, but it was pretty easy. And, you know, they kind of give you this time. It's like, well, it's going to take you this much time to prep and then this much time to cook. And then, you know, and you kind of go, okay, I like that. I like that order of things. It seems to, to really work for me.
2: I, I I agree with you. I think it's going to be wonderful and bringing it back to, to traditions. Um, I find that I'm cooking traditionally foods that are cultural to me and what I grew up with, but this is going to give you an opportunity and, and people who try it, an opportunity to try different foods from different places, because I know that one of my friends uses a meal kit plan that does, like, Mexican like tacos, and, and that's a hard thing to kind of just throw together yourself. So, you know, trying new things might actually inspire you to do other things, so...
1: I love it. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's about, you know, trying different foods from different cultures. And I think that's always really interesting because then you find out more about, you know, who they are and what they're doing. And and it just, you know, again, expands that horizon even beyond your, your dinner plate. So I love that aspect of it for sure.
2: So I'm not one to have a garden, right, to grow vegetables. Um, But I've been thinking a lot about it lately because, once again, you know, we're forced to be indoors, we're forced to cook. Uh, You know, with the whole, you know, COVID-19 this year, our supply chain was, you know, a concern to many of us. We noticed in the grocery store certain things took a while to restock. So I'm thinking, like, how nice would it be to enjoy a few vegetables from your own garden during the summer months, um, and not being worried, not worrying about whether it'll be available or not. So that's why our guest today will be very interesting, and we're going to talk about a new way of growing certain
1: vegetables. Absolutely right. When we come back, sustainable indoor vertical farming. What is it? Well, okay, we'll explain. Coming up on The Wellness Prescription on 1059 The Region, stay with us.
0: Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 Region or email us info at 1059TheRegion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia is brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 1059 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to the Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez, and over to Dr. Claudia with our guest today, Claudia.
2: Thank you, Tina. So, as I mentioned earlier, lately I've been really fascinated with agriculture and farming since our supply chain was concerning to all of us due to COVID. So, this is why today on the Wellness Prescription we're chatting with Michael Tomaso. He is the CEO of Roto Grow International. So, welcome, Michael. I thought today we could start by telling listeners about Rotogrow International and all the wonderful work that you guys are doing.
0: Absolutely, thank you. And thank you for having Rotogrow on your show today, Dr. Claudia. It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, Rotogrow was started in Canada in 2003 as an agricultural technology company uh, designing and manufacturing rotational garden systems to cultivate high quality plants. Any unique environment with space-saving attributes. Uh, it's easiest to visualize our rotational gardens as cylindrical in shape, with plants growing on the inner side, all around a centrally placed light. And the business uh, at first was focused on single machine sales to those who wish to cultivate plants while saving on space. Uh, this naturally evolved into larger orders, and eventually, grow envisioned itself as a commercial-scale technology provider for the upcoming. Uh, indoor vertical farming sector. Today Rotor provides the full gambit of agricultural uh, cultivation technology all centered uh, around the rotational garden systems. So this will include plant management and nutrient delivery systems, and a proprietary enterprise-edition uh, automated technology, uh, and this is one of the most sophisticated aspects of our technology, uh, which can control the entire plant cultivation process, uh, decreasing any potential for human error and in the introduction of pests, etc.
1: And is roto um a, a local company? Is it just for farmers here in Ontario or beyond our borders?
0: It's a global company. Uh, it was started in Canada, actually in the Caledon area, but we have expanded uh, and we have various grows uh, throughout Canada and we've just entered into Europe as well. So definitely a global country uh, company.
2: So what are some of the challenges? Now I've been to the warehouse and the plant and I've seen firsthand how, how incredible the whole system is. Everything, you know, the plan is to have everything automated and you're gonna be growing these amazing um, products. So what are some of the challenges that regular farming is facing and then how will Roto Grow help to eliminate that?
0: So, currently uh, we believe that the agricultural industry is experiencing a kind of a revolution uh, and we believe that this is driven by the global population growth and the increasing demand for sustainable, environmentally friendly food production. Um, There's been systematic shift from the traditional, conventional outdoor farming to greenhouse farming and now to urban, indoor, vertical farming and I believe that this shift is attributable to five factors. Uh, The first of which is is fertile farmland in and of itself is decreasing. As as the commercial scale farming operations increased, so did the use of chemicals, pesticides which uh, degraded the biodiversity and soil fertility. Uh, The second is the negative impact of pesticides and chemicals. Uh, These were used on the agricultural lands and they do have wide range ecological and health consequences. Uh, The third is the changing weather patterns, Uh, I think that we're all well versed uh, in that. Um, These weather patterns are negatively impacting crops and they are causing global uh, supply of food shortages. Um, The fourth is is the decreasing availability of clean and reusable fresh water and the fifth would be the increasing demand for food production. By 2050 the global population is said to reach uh, roughly 50 billion people. Um, with fertile farmland and the availability of freshwater decreasing, um, the population uh, for food will obviously increase, and because of that, we must change the way uh, in which we produce food, particularly agriculture.
1: So do you think that conventional farming is sustainable?
0: I do not because of those uh, because of those factors. Um, each one of those factors uh, you know, negatively impacts the ability to provide, uh, I guess, food security to the global population as a whole.
1: So having said that, how does roto International see itself as being a part of the solution to some of the problems?
0: After understanding the problems uh, that conventional farming and greenhouse farmers face, uh, we decided to study potential solutions, uh, and we found that indoor vertical farming does in fact uh, lead the charge um, farming indoors provides a solution to many of the problems currently faced by conventional and, uh, and greenhouse farming. Uh, it eliminates the, the need for fertile farmland. It eliminates the use of pesticides and chemicals. Uh, products are, are able to be grown year-round in controlled environments. Uh, the fresh water conservation uh, is, is unparalleled um, as we're able to reuse and recycle the available water and we're able to scale our facilities to to meet the global demand. Um, with that, with understanding all of the all of the intricate facets associated with uh, indoor vertical farming, we we did realize that it in and of itself faces a unique set of problems, um, leading to to kind of the conclusion that we're not sure if if the indoor vertical farming market as it stands today, is a sustainable solution. and that's that's because, It's labor-intensive, this leads to high operational costs making it difficult for companies to generate profits, Uh, and the utilities uh, with with traditional uh, indoor vertical farming are quite expensive. There is uh, high power and electrical costs, uh, and this also makes it difficult to generate a profit, Uh, again calling into question uh, the longevity um, of of these companies. the existing product transportation also remains a, uh, a factor that must be considered uh, because the carbon footprint um, still remains uh, this will continue to impact our environment and, and it will contribute to uh, to further changing weather patterns um, and affecting the ability to uh, to transport food especially to remote regions uh, and this will contribute to the already problem burden supply chain issues that we face today uh, so it became important for world to grow Um, To not only do its part in providing a sustainable solution to farming, but also to provide companies with a technology uh, to make the business of indoor vertical farming sustainable. Without one, it's it's very difficult to have the other. So today, we offer our technology to the indoor vertical farming space, uh, which we believe is undoubtedly the, the future of agricultural cultivation. Our technology not only provides superior solutions uh, to the problems plaguing traditional or greenhouse farming, but it also provides the solutions to the problems faced by the indoor vertical farming industry. Uh, our technology significantly uh, lowers the operational costs, which will inevitably increase the, the long-term viability of the indoor vertical farming market. Uh, we ensure, product, uh, we ensure uh, productivity and workflow because our technology requires substantially less personnel Uh, within the indoor vertical farming uh, facilities than when compared to other companies. Um, Our cultivation process is entirely automated. We control the environment, the cultivation of our plants within the rotational garden systems and provide the automated solution for plant maintenance, uh, loading and unloading from our machines, uh, all controlled by the the proprietary software and the automated guided vehicles uh, that we have as part of our technology arsenal. Um, we also have efficient utility solutions. Um, our cultivation process uses substantially less lighting than other indoor vertical farming companies. Um, we're designed specifically to reduce excessive uh, facility-wide power consumption. Uh, each garden system encompasses essentially placed light, as I said before, um, and, and one uh, cylindrical lighting system supports an entire garden system with roughly 400 plants within it.
2: And so this is, I mean, it's mind-boggling how much you know how this is going to really impact and change how we do things and how we view our supply chain. And you know, for listeners that are very curious, if you you can go to my social media and you'll see that I have videos and I have images of how this roto growth system works. So, but I do want to take it back to the carbon footprint because I feel like that's a really huge deal. Um, and you know, with population prediction being about 50 billion, let's talk about how. Specifically, RotoGrow will help to re- minimize and reduce the carbon footprint.
0: Yes, the, the carbon footprint uh, is definitely a very big, uh, very big issue. And the RotoGrow technology reduces the carbon footprint uh, in two ways. Um, first, we optimize the power consumptions uh, and we recycle over 90% of the water used throughout the grow cycle. Uh, the second is that we provide our customers uh, and our partners with the ability to grow food almost anywhere in the world. Um, our customers can, can reduce their food miles, and that's a term associated with the transportation associated with moving food from, from farms to wholesalers, retailers or food service providers. So we do have the ability to solidify or impact a healthy food supply chain, uh, which would positively impact issues uh, with respect to not only our carbon footprint, uh, but food security as a whole.
1: Now since roto is vertical far- farming, do you actually save space? Uh, does that increase production?
0: It does. Uh, we do save space and it does increase uh, production. so, Um, By our calculations, we're roughly eight times uh, the space savings. When you look at the Rotogore technology, uh, comparing the actual footprints of our technology to the growing surface that we're able to provide within our gardens, it's easiest to to picture it like this. The the physical footprints of one garden system is roughly 67 square feet or so. The surface area within each garden system is approximately 175 uh, square feet multiply this by three because we stack our systems three high and you have 525 uh, square feet of growing area in a 67 square foot space. Uh, So this means that you'd need roughly 525 uh, square feet of traditional or greenhouse farming space for every 67 uh, square feet of road to grow facility space. And more than this because we allow for the increased growing area for our produce catering to increased airflow, and CO2 delivery, uh, this allows our, our produce to grow healthier, resulting in, in a premium product.
2: I was going to ask, so we know that, um, you know, the vertical farming has lots of advantages and we realize that roto can do all these amazing things. But one thing we haven't learned yet is what exactly can roto Grow produce?
0: Interesting question. It's anything but a uh, root-based fruit or vegetable. So currently, we're focused on the cultivation of leafy greens at our research and design facility, uh, mainly various types of lettuce, kale, etc. But we have trialed and we have been extremely successful with strawberries, cucumbers, peppers, bok choy, and the like. Um, And, you know, as our cultivation facilities uh, are built out across the world, uh, we'll continue to produce sustainable, automated solutions for a variety of other fruits and vegetables.
1: So, Michael, can I ask you, what about those who maybe challenge you a little bit and say this is too much technology, too much manipulation of a natural process? What do you say to them?
0: The natural process that that we once knew uh, is no longer the same natural process. That 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 process is not something that is sustainable, uh, and it. I think that's attributable to to the to the factors that I mentioned before. so our our consistent degradation of biodiversity and of our land, um, you know coupled with the the environmental factors that we're facing uh, with you know all of the West coast basically on fire uh, earlier this year, um, Australia last year having severe problems, uh, other other southern southern United States where most of our food comes from plagued by droughts. Or tropical storms just just completely wiping out uh, available produce, causing you know food shortage catastrophes. Um, that 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 traditional sense of, of sustainability with with conventional or greenhouse farming simply doesn't exist anymore. I think that it's uh, we think that it's necessary uh, that the world moves in, into a new direction, uh, and that would be the indoor vertical farming.
2: And Phil, so since this is such an efficient way of producing lettuce and possibly other leafy greens, how do you describe your product when compared to conventional farming products?
0: Because the, the roto garden systems provide the optimal growing environment for plant growth, and what I mean by this is that our LED systems um, provide for the optimized lighting spectrums, they adapt to the plants throughout the growth cycle, Uh, And our facility-wide sealed growing environments um, allows for individual growing environments to actually be created within each uh, and every rotational garden system. Uh, These just lead to to superior environmental controls. Uh, We provide optimal range of humidity, uh, temperature, CO2, and all other factors crucial to to healthy plant growth. Uh, Again, our our products are, are also not susceptible to changing weather patterns. Uh, conditions, pesticides or chemicals uh, or even human intervention uh, for that fact. So as a result, um, it's, it's our opinion that the food grown within our garden systems are of incredible quality.
2: Well, that's awesome thank you so much michael um you know you've inspired us to kind of learn more about vertical farming and to really understand how rotogrow can change the landscape and will inevitably change the landscape but if listeners want to learn more about rotogrow and all the amazing things how can they do that
0: yeah absolutely listeners uh, can feel free to visit our website www.rotogrow.com and that's r-o-t-o-g-r-o dot com uh, or visit our Instagram at WotoGrow.
1: That's terrific. Thank you for joining us. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you.
2: That's easy. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore or my website, www.claudiamaciela.com.
1: And that's our show. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416 335 1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.